Hey everyone, just wanted to remind you that there are many ways to uh, follow the podcast. You can go to patreon.com backslash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. For more material, just uh, $4.50 a month will get you all the material on the page. And then there are higher tiers up from there, voting rights on polls at $3. And uh, the beginning of our weekly communist reading book series, uh, theory series, Marx series, however you want to imagine it. It'll be really fun, and that'll be starting up this year as well. Um, I also wanted to let you know that there is a PayPal at paypal.me backslash that you can follow the podcast itself run by the podcast intern at no cartridge. You can follow our producer at third second. And uh, you should be coming to the upcoming live show, uh, No Cartridge Live, with uh, two members of Chapo Trap House, Matt Chrisman, a.k.a. Cushbomb, and Virgil Texas, a.k.a. Virgil Texas. Uh, it will be at the Bell House Brooklyn on January 19th. It's 21 and up, but uh, it's only $10 to get in. Doors are at 7 p.m. and the show's at 7.30 uh, you can check at Bellhouse NY for more details or just uh, pay attention to my feed at Hagelbon and at No Cartridge, and we'll give you more details as they come up. I really hope I'm going to be able to see you there and uh, enjoy the show. Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hagelbun on Twitter, and uh, really happy to have with me. Uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, he is a video game uh, savant on Twitter. I'm talking to Alex Perry at Yellix. Uh, Alex, welcome to the hey, show. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. So uh, you've been you've been uh, busy recently. You've been writing at um, yeah, yeah. Uh, international business. Uh, I got that right this time. Uh, the IBT, the IBT, yes, the IBT. Yes. Yeah, um, you've been doing you've been doing uh, tech work for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing tech. I've been doing a little bit of everything. It's been it's been uh, good to be working again. There was a stretch where I wasn't, and that was very very bad. You were kind of like you were kind of living the the New York dream there. Oh that, yeah. Like, you you move to New York, you have a great job, and then you're not working for a while, and you're you're just hustling for a bit. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, you can call it you can call it hustling. <laughs> Feeling guilty about every expensive coffee you buy. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I've been there. I I know I know how you feel. Yeah. Um They're so good though. They are. They um are. <laughs> So you're not you're not here to talk to us about tech though. You're here to talk to us about um you know, almost almost like one of one of the the grand old men of of video games, more a cultural signal than than even just a single game. Uh, of course, we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, absolutely. You tweeted a couple of weeks ago, like a, a very sincere uh, question to your followers, like, "Hey, what should I do to improve or expand upon this, you know, no cartridge project?" And as a joke, I said, "Have me on the podcast to talk about Sonic," and then we are actually doing that, which is great. Yeah, it's cool because uh, people do that a lot where they'll where they'll tweet at me and they'll be like, hey, 
have have me on to talk about you know Simcopter. I'll be like, all right, come on up. To, I'll talk about Simcopter. That's awesome. Talk about Sim Ant. Sim Golf actually. Sim Golf's crazy. I wrote a little piece on Sim Golf. I have to do a little more. Really? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's um it's an amazing game. Uh, it's really weird. The the same dude who um asked me to do um sim golf also asked me to play through Hatful boyfriend and i've done both uh, i just need to actually like make my piece on it yeah uh we can talk about Hatful boyfriend's beautiful we can just talk about sim golf for like an hour if you want i mean that's fine like, yeah so like well, let's take let's take a brief a brief uh, a brief path away from sonic what, what was your <laughs> what was your favorite uh, what was your favorite strategy in sim golf what what kind of course did you like i've never actually played sim golf i've just watched ah, okay that's fine. Sid, uh, it's, but it's, here's the thing though sid meyer's sim sonic is coming soon uh <laughs> no way really, no i mean i wish oh that would oh, probably, but like that would probably be better than one half of the games we're going to talk about tonight so like but that's the thing about sonic right like i don't this isn't meant to be a ham-fisted uh uh, uh transition it, because like it just came to mind but it's like the thing about sonic that in saying that uh sid meyer's sim sonic is coming like you can almost believe it like sonic is like for someone who for like a character that has been around for so long um Sonic's never really fallen into the Mario groove no, where yeah. like Mario games differ, but like they're all kind of the same. Like they found a pattern. Um, it's almost like kind of like a Bubsy or a, or a Gex <laughs> groove where like you, every Arrow. game is slightly different. Well, the thing is that like when Nintendo made a 3D Mario, it was good. So they just kept making more games like that. And <laughs> right. when, when Sega started making 3D Sonic games, they were of, let's say, varying levels of quality. Um, and they never really, they have kind of actually finally settled into a groove in terms of like controls and mechanics with 3d Sonic. But, um, mm-hmm. that again, that has come with varying levels of quality and we'll get into that. Cause, uh, we, uh, we were talking before the podcast, uh, in kind of the preparation phase about like Sega kind of position 2017 as the year of like Sonic is back. And they've done this like eight times before. Uh, and every time it's been horribly disappointing, but this time it actually kind of worked, um, because they had Sonic mania, which was the game that was mostly made by a external kind of group of fans and Sonic forces, which is the game that was made internally at Sega. And one of them is good. And the other one I think is not, I wonder which could be which. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I, I reviewed Sonic Forces first. No, that's not true at all. I reviewed Sonic Mania for uh, Mike.com back when I was writing for them. Uh, and then I for in preparation for this podcast, I bought Sonic Forces on a Cyber Monday deal. I got the special bonus edition because it was actually cheaper than the regular one. Uh, oh, you got the DLC. Uh, the DLC is actually free. The bonus edition comes oh. with a super a super monkey ball costume, which I was actually kind of into. Uh, that's, a, that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool costume, actually. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. It's it, it was you know kind of insulting because they'll make that game, but they won't make a new Super Monkey Ball. But anyway, um, maybe it's a teaser. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but anyway, so I, I played through Sonic Forces all three hours of it or whatever. Uh, it's a very short game uh, in preparation for this. So I have my uh, non-existent notes in front of me. They're in my brain. You're shuffling uh, them in we, front of you, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about some Sonic. So let me ask you off the bat, um, the sort of elephant in the room before we address it is like, how much of how much of like the fandom are you willing to brook with Sonic? Because I feel like I feel like with Sonic, you know, with other games, you could say like 
will you brook the fandom at all? And like, you could be like, no, like, I don't care about what anyone's saying about, we'll use Mario again. I don't care what anyone's saying about Mario. I don't care what anyone's yeah. saying about Link and Zelda on Twitter. I just play the games. Um, yeah. But Sonic, like, there's a, there, you, you exist on a gradient, right? Like, almost no yes. one goes full fandom. Like, no, I've never met anyone who's like fully into Sonic fandom, like, has their own hedgehog avatar and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I've also never met anyone who doesn't know or has no opinion on that who also plays Sonic. So where do you fall so, on that spectrum? Oh man. So like Sonic is fascinating because like you said, there's a spectrum of Sonic fandom. On one end, you have people who think that like, I think almost almost everyone out there will agree that there is at least some merit to the like Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, and 3 Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic CD era of like the the 2D Sega Genesis and Sega CD stuff. Yeah, those uh, were the ones I those were the ones I've played. Like I've played those yeah. those were and um uh Sonic Spinball and yeah. a little bit of Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. Yeah, so like that early era of Sonic is the stuff that I think basically everyone will agree there is at least something to those games. Um but on one end of the Sonic fan spectrum you have people who like those games, but think everything after it is laughable. And anyone who likes Sonic now is either a child or a weirdo. And then on the other end, you have people who never fell off Sonic and think that like modern Sonic games actually have a lot of merit to them. And that they're actually kind of very defensive because in a way that like, it's kind of just assumed that video game people like Mario, it's kind of assumed that video game people don't like Sonic, if that makes sense. No, totally. Uh, At least in terms of like mainstream media discourse. Well, yeah, and then the mainstream um, media discourse, uh, such as it is about Sonic, generally, generally, uh, I'm sorry, generally focuses around Sonic 05 and uh, yeah. and like Shadow the Hedgehog and the, just yeah. like the the really unfortunate uh, moments yeah. of Sonic uh, coming back. Yeah, but like the, the the spectrum of Sonic fandom is it's it's really really interesting that something so objectively harmless as Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) generates so many strong opinions in so many different directions that there's no one out there who's just like, yeah, Sonic's fine, whatever. Uh, Like everyone has their weird opinions on it and and there's no consensus about what the good Sonic games are or are not. Right. Uh, And I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. I actually, um, I, as a kid, I, I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I, I'm, I'm on the younger side of adulthood. Uh, I, kind of my first Sonic game would have been like Sonic Adventure 2 on the GameCube. Okay. And then I've gone I've gone back and played all the old stuff and uh but I've actually I actually have a little bit more reverence personally for the 3D Sonic stuff or not reverence but like more experience with it cuz it was the stuff that I was growing up with, you know, like Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic 06 and all that garbage. Um <laughs> Uh, like Sonic in the Secret Rings and Sonic Unleashed and all that crap. Oh, but God, like, I forgot about Sonic in the Secret Rings. Yeah, Sonic in the Secret Rings oh, is oh, terrible. Oh. Um, <laughs> but like, I am actually of the opinion that there are so- 3D Sonic games that are not bad, and that is kind of the dividing line between. I think if there is a major like dividing line between people with Sonic, I think it's that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, we, we were talking about this in the prep, too, where like there's a there's a feeling, I think, with some. Well, actually, it's, it's funny. Sonic is just this weird bellwether. I guess I never really thought about it this way, where like it, you never have these conversations around Mario. And as you said before, like Mario, Nintendo started making Mario games where like they were 3D because they made a good 3D Mario game and it went on from mm-hmm. there. But like 
no one ever really worries about like, oh, should Mario go back to being 2D or like should yeah. should uh, The Legend of Zelda go down, go back to a to an overworld map? Like it's it just yeah. like no one really cares. Whereas yeah. this is the the question in Sonic. Um, and I guess like I guess that always felt natural to me because I have more of an affinity. I guess for me, I have more of an affinity for the 2D games because I played and beat those when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I have any nostalgias for those and the, I never really got into the, the, the 3d ones, but like, I also am detached enough that I never felt like rage at the 3d ones, which I think yeah. is not an understatement at all. I don't, I don't even, yeah, I, I honestly don't know if anyone does at this point. Like <laughs> there may, there were probably people who were super disappointed in like Sonic Adventure one, but I don't know. Like it's, it's so like I said, there's just such a wide range of opinions. There are people who love Sonic Adventure One. You know, I yeah. think the only the only Sonic game that I would say like even the most hardcore Sonic fans probably don't like would be Sonic O Six. Or yeah, that's the one or, everyone or, hates. Yeah, or as its it, its official title is all caps Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation, for PlayStation three and, yeah, yeah. For PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, it was an early game in those console life cycles. Came out in 06, so that's why they call it Sonic Six. For people who don't know, okay, uh, it's it's horribly mm-hmm. broken, and uh, at the end of it, he kisses a human girl. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's whatever. Like, I don't, huh. I'm, I'm, you know, th- I'm that that's an interesting thing about the discourse around Sonic is a lot of people assume it's just like some kind of weird furry thing, and then that gets into weird discussions where, you know, actually like. There's nothing wrong with furries. They're cool. They're doing their thing. That's fine. Um, but no, like that's not Sonic at all. People like Sonic people like adults who like Sonic in 2017 have good reasons for liking it. Like there's things you can say about those games and be like, you know, actually these are like really good platformers. Some of them are like they had really interesting ideas and you can make the point that Nintendo went and took some of those interesting ideas and co-opted them for Mario later on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, hey, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so like two things come up to me there. Like the I'll, I'll address the latter one because you just said it. The people forget uh, not to use the old Twitter Twitter meme of people forget, but people forget that like the Sonic and Mario rivalry back and forth really was a sort of like um, uh, trading trading of ideas back and forth. And also like a yeah. a, a diehard sort of like um, I don't know what to, how to say it, like a like a kind of like almost like sports fandom where there was just like you had your favorite and it could cause like serious fights with your friends, which is something we yeah. don't really have in gaming anymore, unless you're talking yeah. like console wars or something, which have, have kind of fallen to the wayside too. maybe teenagers are doing like Call of Duty versus Battlefield stuff, but like probably not. No. And from what I hear, like from, from my friends who teach teenagers, they don't even like Battlefield and Call of Duty. They're like onto PUBG and stuff like that. So or they're or they're just playing games on their phones. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's it's just a different kind of thing. And and one of the things that I think people forget from that era is that, yeah, like the form of video games was not set in stone and these innovations were kind of stolen back and forth. Um, yeah. And Sonic did as much to influence Mario as Mario did to influence Sonic. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, you know, people have made the point that uh, Sonic Adventure 2 has one level in it with these kind of floating planetoids that have their own individual gravity that you can look at and say like, oh, actually, like Super Mario Galaxy is this. Mm-hmm. But, but That's it, interesting. Expanded. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like oh. that. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of, though, was like Sonic almost takes Mario and tries to make it less violent. And I, I obviously Mario is not particularly violent, but like. I remember my dad would always say when I was playing Mario, because he he's a real sort of like um, 
he's a, a serious pacifist. Um, I was worried yeah. about me ingesting violent media. Like I wasn't allowed to watch GI Joe and stuff. Now I'm dating myself. Yeah. Um, the, uh, he would always say I was knocking out the, the, the guys, right? Like on the NES Sonic, Oh, you're knocking them out. Like you're, you know, you're yeah. not killing them. You're not, don't, don't say killing them. You're knocking them out. But of course, like you yeah. were killing them. Like, yeah. You're yeah. squishing yeah. the Goombas and, but they're they're robots, or in, in Mario they're Goombas. But Sonic, you're just you're blown up robots, and then the little animals fly out, and it's fine. Right, and like so, Sonic actually takes this to another level where it's like purely innocent, right? Where like you're not yeah. even killing random bad guys; you're blowing up inanimate robots and letting free cute woodland animals. And so, yeah, it, it's just the, it's this real intensification of innocence. And just where it goes, like the amount of, and again, nothing wrong with it. I'm not trying to kink shame anyone, but I don't know how you get the amount of shipping and, and sort of like sexual exploration out of those first Sonic games. And in, in sort of like a less, it's sort of a more sanitized way. I don't know how you get from Sonic one to Sonic forces like that, that trajectory just (laughs) is crazy. You know, and in the same way, you, you get it out of everything because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people in the world, and they all interpret media in different ways. That's um, true. That's a, that's a constant. It's, it's truism. honestly, it, it, it's fine, and honestly, I find it, I find that side of it kind of charming. Uh, there's a like charming the part, element. The, the part ahead, where he sorry. kisses the girl at the end of, of Sonic 06 is like the one thing about that game that I would say like people should see because it's <laughs> weird. Because uh, the rest it. of that game. The rest of that game is literally just like the most broken retail release from a like major publisher I've ever played. <laughs> it is a horrible, like it is an inexcusably bad video game. Is it Superman 64 level? Is it, are we talking that bad? <sighs> Superman 60, the difference is that Superman 64 was just like a crappy licensed thing and those are never mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Whereas like Sega at the time was like hyping up Sonic 06 is like, cause it was the first one for the 360 and PS3. They were hyping it up as like, this is going to be like, we're, we're making Sonic good again. We're bringing it back. You know, we know you guys have been disappointed with it in the past, but like it's all HD and looking crazy and Sonic runs super fast. And it's got these super snazzy, like CG intro cutscene, And then <laughs> when you actually take control, it is just a, a nightmare. It's like, a, it's a war crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see why you've. I can see why you find like it, speaking that way. It makes more sense why like you know googling Alex the Hedgehog or Trevor the Hedgehog or whatever, yeah. and finding some like green punk hedgehog that's like vampire immortal, uh, <laughs> you know, demi queer hedgehog that loves yeah. to like watch train that's stuff. So cool. It's like all right, well, yeah. it's fine. Like this is this is much better than a broken it, it, video it's, game. It's a, it, that's a that's an innocent and and probably honestly pretty productive form of self-expression for people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's 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 awesome. Like I don't have a problem with that. And that if I were to say one positive thing about Sonic Forces and I guess we should probably just talk about these two games that we promised we would talk about. Oh yeah, well uh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the show's this is the 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 whole point of the show is to promise I will talk about something and then talk about my guest <laughs> about like all the other things I want to talk about. Well, I'm not I'm not insulting you because I I played as as much of a part of it as not. Oh not well, more. no, I mean that's, that's fine. That, generally, that's, the people I invite on that ends up being the case, so it's okay. It's, it's, yeah, uh, but anyway, like it, you know, that's if I were to say something about positive about Sonic Forces, which is the uh, more expensive, higher production value 3D Sonic game that came out this year, um, is that it does have that character creation thing in it, and they go all the way with it. Like your character is in the story and in the cutscenes, and like you honestly probably spend more time playing that character than playing a Sonic in that game. Wow. Uh, which would be fine, except that that character is not very fun to play as. Um, and not to say that Sonic is either, but 
like I think it's Sonic is a little bit better. Uh, but there, there are several levels in that game where it's like a dual thing where it's like you're playing as Sonic and your character at the same time. They're like running alongside each other. And there's a great mechanic, quote unquote, great mechanic where it's called like double boost or something where you have to like do a quick time event. And then this awesome, really cheesy, like uh pop punk song with vocals starts playing. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And, and, your, and your character and Sonic do some kind of crazy thing together to defeat a boss or whatever while the song plays. And it, the first time it happened, I was delighted. I was like, <laughs> wow, this, you know what? Like you guys really, you guys went for it. You did it. You made uh, a, the best possible 3d Sonic thing. And then I played the rest of the game and I realized that actually, no, they made a like pretty bad one. What's, I mean, what's so cool about that? Like, so I relate with what you're saying there with like, Oh, you know, the first time you saw it or you really felt like you went for it and you got it. It reminds me of the feeling I got. And I talked about this with uh, Ed Zitron ages ago. Um, he was saying yeah. in, in final fantasy 15, when you're fighting, like I, I haven't played final fantasy 15 yet, but like it's uh, I think it's like a, a Midgar serpent or something like that. Um, and there's like mm-hmm. a rockin' tune behind it. And like, it's just like yep. extreme. Um, and he was getting really into it. And I was saying the same thing for me happened when I played near automata and uh, um, there's a part in the game. I, you played that, right? I vaguely remember you. Yeah, I just, I just that. finished that. I just, I just finished, finished that recently. Oh, okay. So you remember this part where you take control of one of like the the oil rig looking giant robots, um, yes. and you, you Godzilla style great. fight. The, yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, that part is fantastic. It's kind of janky a little bit in terms of the controls, which you know it's, oh, it's yeah. a huge robot, so it, it you know there's a reason for it, but like. It's not yeah. the most fun part of the game to play, but it also is the most fun part of the game to play. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's how I felt about so the like good. the like double boost thing or whatever. I'm right. probably getting the name wrong. Thing Sonic Forces, but like, so the thing with these two Sonic games, like, if in case people don't know, or in case people are only vaguely aware, Sonic Mania came out I think back in August, and it's a game made in the style of the Sega Genesis Sonic games or Sega Mega Drive, depending on where you live. Um, and it's kind of made with the same visual style and made with similar music. And it's it was developed primarily by a small group of like hardcore fan developer people. Right. With oversight and funding from Sega. Um, it's a pretty cool idea from Sega. I didn't actually know the story behind Sonic absolutely. Bane. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The main guy, uh, Christian Whitehead, I think is his name, is a guy who uh, like ported um, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 to phones or something like that. Oh. And he made a bunch of fan mods of his own. Um so yeah, like it's it's a really cool story and it's a really awesome and rare example of a major corporation embracing fan creation, uh, like in in a way that like Nintendo probably never will, uh, for example. But like, um, and it's it's got it's built like those games. It's like set in, it's uh, separated into twelve acts and each act twelve zones and each zone has two acts and then a boss. Um, and it's a side-scrolling game. It controls just like old Sonic. It looks just like old Sonic, but with some more modern, like animation flourishes. It has an incredible soundtrack. Huh. Um, and the one thing I will say about that game, though, is that I think this probably came was a call from on high from Sega to do this. Of the twelve zones, eight of them are from old Sonic games. Oh, uh, they're new. They're technically new levels in terms of layout but they use the same like tile set and remixed music from those old levels. So not 
as not enough of that game felt new to me. The actual new zones, the original ones, I think are the best ones Mm -hmm. by a pretty good margin. Yeah, sure. I mean, that Um, makes sense. You know, these these guys have played so much guys. And I guess it's probably a lot of people. The Sonic sort of cuts all ways. So these people, not just guys, um, uh, played so much Sonic. I'm sure they had plenty of ideas on where to take these Mm -hmm. worlds without these zones without like, uh, you know, doing something totally off the reservation or anything like that. Totally. And it's, it's a really, um, I think it's a really good game though. It did kind of reinforce a notion I had like, I am not the biggest, biggest fan of the old Sonic games. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't a kid when they came out. I was, they, they were before my time. Right. Um, that's a really important element of like which Sonic you like, yeah. I think. Yeah, to- I, absolutely. Yeah. And, and going back to them and playing them later, I'm like, you know, these games, those are amazing looking and sounding games for the era. And honestly, still like they hold up very well. I don't love the um, controls. They that that and that's just a matter of taste. Different people feel different ways about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing about 2D Sonic is that uh, 2D Sonic and 3D Sonic use speed for different reasons. Like because Sonic's whole thing is that he runs fast, right? Um, but in 2D Sonic, you use speed, you use momentum and build up speed to reach different parts of the level. Like you want to boost off a off a ramp at the right speed so you can get up high enough to reach a new platform and explore a different part of the level and these are side scrolling levels and you're you're overall you're going from point a to point b left to right but there's a lot of different ways to get there and a lot of different things to see along the way and every area has a bunch of different bespoke little mechanics and little objects to mess around with and that's it's really so cool fun to explore that stuff yeah and it makes the levels worth it makes the levels worth replaying and sonic the 2d sonic stuff has been that way from day one sonic the hedgehog one is that way and sonic mania did that stuff really well and kind of made me understand 2d Sonic in a way I never had before. And I actually ended up really liking Sonic mania, but it still controls in a weird, like the way Sonic builds up momentum is just kind of tough for me to deal with. It's not, (laughs) it always has been though. Like that, that was something that was always hard for me too. It feels very cumbersome to me. Like I, I'm a big fan of like Mega Man and Mega Man X, which are very precise platformers where you have a lot of control in the air and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Sonic is not that way and deliberately. So it, it's a design decision. And I respect it, but I just, it doesn't, it's never felt hundred percent right to me. Uh, well, yeah. And, and for a game that is for a character that is ostensibly ostensibly about running fast, you do end up stopping and looking around and platforming a lot for sure. And I think like, I think it might be, I, I say this as someone who actually like, totally has the same kind of reservations because it might be a play style thing i much more prefer Mega Man to sonic because of that but on the other hand if you play sonic in the way that you know probably it is intended you can speed through levels and just kind of play crazy sure. uh you're not going to find a bunch yeah. of secrets you're not going to see everything uh but it will mm-hmm. be fast and it will be sort of like yeah. high octane um absolutely it's, it's- yeah runs are super fun to watch for that stuff yeah of course um so i don't know like i guess that's that's cool that they that they leaned so hard into what makes those old games kind of like difficult to play and difficult to 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 enjoy because it's also Mm -hmm. at the same point like on the other side of the coin exactly why people like them exactly but i mean like just for i think sonic mania is interesting because it does it is really just an an old sonic game and that's respectable in, in a way but I do feel like they, there were a couple of things they maybe could have reconsidered. Um, the, the the basic control, I think they shouldn't have changed. Obviously, like they've tried that before. They made Sonic the Hedgehog 4 back in, in 2009 or 2010 or whatever. And that game was garbage and no one liked it because <laughs> it, it kind of masqueraded as an old Sonic game. But it had the weird visual style uh-huh. and it didn't control right. And the music was bad. 
And like, so if they're going to recreate old Sonic, they need to recreate old Sonic. But that said, like, I don't know. I did the fact that if you die on the boss at the end of a zone and you lose your lives, you have to play through the first two acts ahead of it again. I'm not into that. You know, I mean, that's very, uh, that just, that's like, that is, that feel that feels like an old game convention yeah. to me. And I, and there are some of those zones and, and some of those boss fights are really long and kind of unforgiving. Um, or the fact that if you, if one pixel of your hitbox gets between two objects, oh. you just instantly die. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had like, and I still kind of do like a childhood fear of like uh, crushing uh, mm-hmm. like mechanics and games. Like, obviously like it's kind of stupid to say I had a childhood fear of being crushed. I think everyone has a fear <laughs> of being crushed to death, yeah, but yeah. it's not something that people like are looking to do generally. Again, mm-hmm. like we've talked a lot about uh, fetishes on this episode. So if that's your thing, uh, just, you know, <laughs> as long as it remains in the realm of fantasy, uh, don't yeah. get hurt. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm not into it. And I think most, I, I would, most people I've talked to have not been into it. I'll say that much. Um, yeah, but in games, particularly crushing mechanics would always freak me out a lot because of Sonic. Like when you get crushed in that game, it is so like, it's it's so like frustrating, but also somehow extremely terrifying. I I think Sonic is maybe the most egregious example I can think of. It it is by far. That is probably how I died the most times in playing (laughs) through Sonic Mania. And and I I think you put a video of the time it did dying that way. That was just like, (laughs) like, come on. Yeah. Most of the time, it just it didn't feel like it was my fault, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it just that the controls are just not always precise enough for some of those platforming sequences. But, you know, maybe I'm just bad at the game. I don't know. That could be the case. Uh, it's, I mean, it's one of those balanced things that uh, other people have talked about, particularly in terms of like Dark Souls, the Bloodborne games or whatever, where like those games are so popular while being so difficult because everything does really feel like, well, that was my fault. I can learn better from that. Or like, well, that was my fault mm-hmm. for not knowing how the map was laid out. I'll, I'll, I won't make that mistake again. Whereas yeah, mm-hmm. in games like Sonic and platformers like Sonic, sometimes it's just like, ah, shit, I, that was just a, I couldn't have done anything about that. That wasn't my fault. Yeah, totally. Uh, but kind of going back to what I said about how some, like 2d Sonic levels are these big fun playgrounds to mess around in and explore 3d sonic has always way emphasized the um speed aspect of things more it's more just about like excuse me um 3d sonic has always been more just about like spectacle and basically hold forward on the analog stick and then and eventually the level will end and you don't have to do too much mm-hmm. uh, yeah right uh, you know you have to, you'll have to do jumping every now and then but really it's just about watching sonic run really fast and sometimes you're controlling it and a lot of time you're not um uh, but because, you know, building out big playgrounds in 3D is a lot more difficult than building out big playgrounds in 2D, especially when you're working with like the Sega Dreamcast hardware, you know, right. um, though I f- would argue that maybe modern consoles could handle that if someone at Sega were to try to do it. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so in that weird way, like 3D Mario, I could argue this is maybe too hot a take. Well, I mean, I, uh, no, no. From, level it. Level this take. This is a this is a very hot take. Uh, that I'm not will- willing to go all the way in on, but I would argue that like 3D Mario almost has more 2D Sonic DNA than 3D Sonic does, especially like Mario Odyssey, oh, the new oh. one. Because no, because because Super it's Mario Odyssey take. has uh, just aside from even like things where you, that you could argue are aesthetic inspirations in Mario Odyssey, which I would argue there are aesthetic inspiration from Sonic in that game. Um, 
Mario Odyssey, these levels are just kind of big fun playgrounds and it has the mechanic where you throw your hat onto enemies and possess them and they have different abilities and there's just tons of little knickknacks and doodads to mess around with in every level and if you jump on something the right way or hit something the right way, it'll make a fun little noise or do something or, you know, let you get up to a new area. Like, that is totally 2D Sonic in a way. Um, in a way that the 3D Sonic games have never felt to me. Yeah, 3D Sonic always kind of feels like, um, even even Sonic Adventure, like what I'm remembering of it, I remember people when when Mario Odyssey came out there, or, or the trailer for Mario, Mario Odyssey came out, they were saying like, yeah, you know, this looks like, looks like Mario's just trying to do Grand Theft Auto or something like that. That'll be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Couldn't have been more, more wrong as it turned out. <laughs> but, no, no, yeah. Um, but I remember those takes, and then, thinking back on it, there's some ways in which Sonic adventure feels like Sonic doing grand theft auto. And that's a little bit of an anachronism, but like it always kind of felt like instead of taking the level design uh, to heart, it kind of was like, let's world build. Let's make Sonic have to talk to people and buy things. And like, we'll make a, we'll make like a, yeah. An exchange system for the rings. And it's like, okay, hang on. (laughs) Oh, and, and, and I am of the opinion that that was where things kind of went wrong with Sonic, but in a way that I think is like kind of charming because I have a little bit of nostalgia for it. But like looking at it from a distance in Sonic Adventure 1, when you're running around the city with these normally proportioned humans who are just not phased at all by this nightmare hedgehog monster. Right. Uh, it's it's <laughs> right. hilarious. In in the same way that it's hilarious that Mario and Mario Odyssey is running around New Donk City with humans that don't look anything like him, even though he is, I guess, a human also. Right. Of course. Like there was, there was sort of like the debate over like what Mario is and didn't the, yeah. the clarification was he is a human, which is yeah. much more terrifying. <laughs> it's very, like, what happened to him? <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's, that's not something that anyone has ever looked like. Um, no. Yeah. Pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, but yeah, anyway, like I'm not willing to go all the way in on that hot take, but I would argue that like Mario Odyssey almost does a better job of recreating some of the things I like about 2D Sonic mm-hmm. than let's say Sonic Forces does, which is a game we should talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, more beyond. Think, yeah, well, no, I, I think that's, but I think that's smart. And like this will maybe lead us into Sonic Forces where like the the idea of, not not necessarily like the characters in it or what they're doing. Cause I, I, you know, earlier you were saying, I know Sonic depends on speed and stuff and it, it certainly does. And I would agree with that, but there's something I think in what you just said, that's even a little more precise where like what Sonic does at its, at its most iconic is it leans hard into complex level design. It's sort of like a, almost a, yeah. what arcane does now or something like that. Like the dishonored game, mm-hmm. all those little like yeah. doodads and knickknacks that you can play around with. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of like Sonic, like in its in its classic heyday, um, and that is something that is often missing in the adventure games, and I, I or three D games, I guess in general. And then I guess like from what you were telling me is also missing in Sonic Forces. Yeah, so Sonic Forces is like it's a much worse game than Sonic Mania, I would say. Um, but I think it's a more interesting game to talk about because there's more going on. Uh, like Sonic Mania is just hey, they made an old school Sonic game and it's pretty good. You should go play it if you if that sounds good to you. Um, Sonic Forces, I really can't recommend to anyone unless it's like 15 bucks and you have some beers. Uh, cause it's the thing with that game is in the way that Sonic Mania is a nostalgia trip for 2D Sonic, Sonic Forces is a nostalgia trip for 3D Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the hmm. opening bits of that game are uh, Dr. Uh, Robotnik. I refuse to call him Eggman, by the way. I hate that name. You refuse to call him uh, Eggman? I know that's the official name, but Robotnik is such a better name. Uh, but anyway, that game starts with Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. I'm really I'm mulling that over whether you're right. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come to a decision by the end of the episode. I, I think I think the the naming thing is one of the many things that Sega has gotten wrong about Sonic over the years. But anyway, <laughs> um, Doctor Robotnik has created a new uh, thing, a villain named Infinite, who's this like the ultimate like someone's deviant art OC uh, in terms of character design, I can't even really describe what it is. Cause it's just all over the place in terms of the way infinite looks. Uh, and again, in a way that I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's fun. Like if they're going to go in that direction, they should go in that direction. That's that, that is an important aspect of Sonic culture and Sega should lean into it. Uh, so I'm, I'm pro that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, so he's created infinite and infinite has some kind of power, source gem thing that I guess is hinted at in Sonic Mania. I don't really remember uh, that lets him uh, create like a virtual reality uh, images that are actually tangible things. And he creates like an army of previous Sonic villains. And that includes chaos from Sonic Adventure and Shadow the Hedgehog and uh, Metal Sonic and a guy for, that I don't recognize because it was again a game I didn't play. Um, <laughs> and like in and like these these virtual creations come and like beat up Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, they think Sonic is dead at the beginning of the game. Wow, and that's extreme. Yeah, oh, Sonic Forces goes places narratively. They think Sonic is dead, and and Robotnik takes over the world, and uh. It flashes forward like six months later and you're in a resistance bunker because this is the resistance uh, and it, the resistance is headed up by Knuckles <laughs> and Tails is there, too. And uh, the resistance is basically every um, every dumb tertiary Sonic the Hedgehog character that's ever been. Oh, sweet. So Amy's like, there like, and the rabbit. Amy's there. Uh, actually, Cream the Rabbit, I don't think she's in the game. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what she's up to. Oh. Uh uh, Espio the chameleon, okay, and Charmy yeah. the beast, Vector the crocodile, and Silver the hedgehog, and Blaze the cat. All your favorites are there, uh, and they are all just kind of hanging out. They don't really do much um, in the story, unfortunately. <laughs> but a drag. Uh, and part of the the conceit of this game is that uh, a random animal from the world uh, that escaped being killed by infinite has decided to join the resistance. And this is the rookie. And this is the character that you create because this game has character creation and you get to make your own Sonic OC. Um, huh? And it's outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so you choose, you choose a species and there's like eight different species, like a wolf, cat, uh, rabbit, uh, there might be a bird or something. I don't know. And they all have the species all have different abilities and like racial bonuses. Hmm. Um, and, and then you make it, you make its appearance and then, uh, excuse me. Um, they use a weapon called a wispin. I don't know why. Uh, and it's a gun and there's different kinds of wispins that have different firing modes and different like abilities that you can use in the levels. And then, uh, you end up playing like kind of most of that game as that character. You don't play that much as Sonic. Um, <laughs> kind of an odd choice for a Sonic game, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it starts and it's like six months later and we're in the resistance bunker. We've discovered that Sonic is alive, but he's being held in a prison on the death egg, which is the death star, but it's egg. Yeah, sure. Man. I mean, why not? Uh, Robotnik, whatever you want to call him. 
Uh, and that's a thing from previous Sonic games. That's not new. Um, and uh, so the Death Egg is back and Sonic is being held prisoner on it in this orbiting space station. They've been torturing Sonic for like six months. <laughs> and it's like weirdly dark. Uh-huh. Uh, you, with the help of the rookie, Sonic escapes. <laughs> and also, I forgot to mention that uh, there's another Sonic player. There's two Sonics in this game. Uh, hmm. Classic Sonic shows up from another who he just jumps through a portal and he shows up randomly. This is something they did in the game called Sonic Generations that came out in like 2011 or 2012. Okay, I remember that which one. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are two Sonics, and Classic Sonic is chubby little Genesis looking Sonic, and he doesn't talk, which is uh, they do. It's funny. He has to like pantomime stuff in the cutscenes. Uh, and there are levels where you play as modern Sonic, who is the like weird long legged punk guy who talks way too much and he plays way different where when you play as classic sonic it is supposed to be like play like side-scrolling old sonic um so there are basically three different playable characters in this game modern sonic classic sonic and the rookie um and point one i want to make is that those classic sonic levels are garbage (laughs) man they don't play like having just played through sonic mania three months ago three or four months ago whatever it was i was gonna say they don't play anything like no they they did not it's like you explained classic sonic to an alien and (laughs) they didn't get to look at the games beforehand and they had to go make it like it is like sonic the hedgehog four level like the animation just looks weird the backgrounds are not very lively it doesn't look good it doesn't control well the level aren't designed well it's ugh, it bummed me out that's such a drag too because like you would think that they know this game is i mean of course they know this game but you would think because they know this game is being produced alongside sonic forces effectively they like they like i don't know maybe talk to the people doing sonic mania or something i mean that's like it's it's so disappointing <laughs> that they had that's like such an easy layup yeah ugh. and then like but it's it's weird because those levels are purely side-scrolling, but the ones where you play as modern Sonic, they shift between third-person and side-scrolling stuff kind of seamlessly. That's something they started doing in Sonic Unleashed in 08, I believe it was, and that's the game where Sonic turned into a werewolf, but it was a werehog. Anyway. Very cool, um, of course. Yeah, why, why not? Uh, no, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, just Google werehog right now and turn safe search off. Uh, anyway. Um, uh and that that was that's kind of the mechanical groove they've kind of settled into where finally they have a consistent set of controls and mechanics for 3D Sonic. And they've been using that for a while. Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors on the Wii also controlled that way. Um, and I think those were pretty good games, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so when they were announced this one and it looked like that and it had this goofy character creation stuff, I was I was kind of on board. Like, you know what, if you're going to have all this fan servicey stuff and it's going to play like those other games, that's cool. Sure, I'm in. Uh, the problem is I think that this plays way worse than those other games. Um, <laughs> the modern Sonic stuff in the third person mode, you're not doing anything. Like, <laughs> There's a boost button you can press to make Sonic run really fast and he just kind of bursts through everything. Uh, and that's like fun, but you're really just running forward and the game is kind of playing itself. You're barely in control in a way that I found kind of off-putting. Yeah, that that reminds it sort of reminds me of the things that I didn't necessarily like in the 3D Sonics when I first played them is that like it felt a little more like a modern game where it is a bit more like point your joystick this way and there is platforming elements, mm-hmm. but like nothing like the difficulty and kind of freedom I guess freedom is the right word for it of those early Sonic games. Yeah, there's no freedom to it at all. It's like that's rough. Like they've been, it, it's, it's my, like, I don't, I don't want to call it insulting cause that's dramatic, but it's like, 
they take like the the other the the other recent 3D Sonic games like uh, Unleashed uh, Generations and Colors, Colors especially is a game that I like quite a bit. Um, and it, again, there are going to be people who listen to this and get very angry at me for my opinions because that's how Sonic works. Just but, at uh, Yelix Y E L I X. <laughs> yeah, and he likes. Being yeah, tell me how you at. feel about Sonic. I definitely want to hear your opinions on Sonic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like. In those games, like they had a cool, you know, those games had a cool thing where, like, if you were running really fast, and you had to round a corner. There was like a drift button, and you had to time it and control, it and you could like drift around the corner. And if you did it right, you would keep going, and you wouldn't lose any speed. And it was like kind of satisfying, right? Sure, of course, that sounds um, fun. In the, in this one, co- the corners are there, but Sonic just does the drift on his own. Like you don't really control it. Oh, that's awful. And it's like why 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 take that away from me? Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> you took like the one semblance. I mean, I wouldn't call it that, but it was like not an amazing thing, but it's just, this is a one, a little example of what I felt, how I felt about forces where mm-hmm. it, at every opportunity they could, they take control away from the player in a way that I found really, really off-putting. That's really strange. Like it's, it's yeah. It, 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 what it sounds like to me, and, and this is just coming at it from the outside, but it's interesting that it, that the actual playthrough of the game confirms what I was thinking. Like it is a sort of moment where, the dev team just went all in on the idea that like the thing people will like about this game is that now their character, their Sonic character can be part of the lore. And like, they really Mm -hmm. leaned heavy on that lore, right? Like it feels like, it feels like those Marvel movies uh, coming out recently where it's like, okay, everyone gets to be in this one. Everyone from every movie that's been out there. That's a real like game master. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and from that angle, I think it's cool. I, like I was into Sonic Forces for what I would say like the first forty five minutes to an hour of it, mm-hmm. which again makes up like a quarter of the game yeah, or so, something. So I would call that but, a win. Uh, yeah. Totally worth your yeah, hard totally. cash. But I was into it because it has this like weird, this weirdly dark like story setup where they think Sonic is dead, and it turns out he's been tortured for six months or whatever. And then all of these dumb characters that I don't really like, but I know of them because I had a bad childhood <laughs> playing Sonic. <laughs> like uh, Sonic. That's, that's a harsh way of putting it. My, my childhood was fine and I liked those games as a kid and I don't regret it. Um, but no, like these characters are here and you make your character and that's really funny. My guy was like, if the winter soldier was a cat, okay. I was pretty into that. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and and I will say in the first hour of that game, there are no fewer than four theme songs with vocals, which that is number one what I'm going to 3D Sonic for every time because that's always great. Absolutely, no, I mean they they, it's as if they unlocked the crucial code to make Sonic an instant classic when they did the Sonic Boom song in Sega CD in a Sonic CD, excuse me. Yes, and they just like yes. they don't go to that well enough. <laughs> But I mean, every 3D Sonic game has at least one like they they'll get like a guest vocalist from some band you've heard of, but they won't get the band itself. Yeah, sure. Like I think Sonic Unleashed was like it was the guy from Bowling for Soup did the song. I think cool. this one, I think Sonic Unleashed is the guy. I think Sonic Forces, I think, is the guy from Hoobastank. Actually, <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> Where do they find him? Uh, dad? It, he he no. came to them probably. He was like, hey, I need I need, I need something. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> he tweeted at him, and he agreed to do it. I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at Sonic, at, at Sonic team. Hey, like, hook listen, brother up. We want the guy. We want Hoobastank, but not too much Hoobastank. We want just the one guy from Hoobastank. 
We just need the the, the tiniest soupçon yes. of uh, of Hoobastank yes. over here. And they got that, and it's great, and I love that part of it. And, like, for the first few levels, even though the level you're, like, not really playing it that much, it's like, ah, whatever, this is goofy and fine, whatever. This The tone of it was doing enough to win me over. And then after that, when you get into the meat of the game where you're kind of uh, going through these different levels and it's set, it, the, this level select is funny because it's on a world map and the entire world map is red to represent that Dr. Robotnik has taken it over. And whenever you like liberate an area, it turns blue. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, That's really weird. Yeah, but it's goofy. Uh, and I was into that. But like you're so just you playing through. Liberate, these... You can liberate the entire world in four hours. Uh, I can. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, I guess what I'm asking is like, it sounds like the way you're describing Sonic Force is like the whole setup, right? Um, I played through the opening, I don't know, maybe hour of uh, of Dying Light the other day, just starting that game because I have 8,000 games I have to play through, yeah. so, which is a good problem to have, honestly. It it's it's I know, like I know the problem I have been looking to have my whole life. Um, but so I played through that. I enjoyed the, the the first bits of it. But it sounds like the beginning of Dying Light, like you just like... You parachute into this place. You find a resistance group uh, against all these zombies. You sort of like it's a gritty in, uh, beginning where you have to prove yourself to the group. And Sonic forces you survive an apocalypse and end up <laughs> or like a genocide and end up with a resistance group. And you have to go save a guy who's been tortured. It's like mm-hmm. those set up for open world games. That's like that's like a a a I don't know. I don't know what to say, what to call it, like a um it's kind of like a proclamation, like a sort of thing that says like, this is going to be a grand story. Um, and like then a, I think like after a, four hours, it's like, well, hmm. it's just, it's a very short game. And actually the length of the game doesn't bother me. Like I'm fine with games that are just a few hours long. If the few hours are really good. Like I, I'm sure. not one of the, I'm not one of those people who equates dollars to hours. Like if a game is $60 and it's only four no, hours. No, no, me neither. And, and to be fair, Sonic forces is, four, it's, it launched at $40, not 60. It wasn't full price. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a matter of like, you know, how dare they sort of, for me, it's, it's just a matter of like, how do you, how do you land that tone? And I guess this can be a question for you. And I guess the answer would be, it doesn't land the tone because you, you didn't no, super no. like it, but like, how, how can you land that tone and commit to a short game? Like, it just seems like what you're setting up there is way bigger than what you're producing. Yeah. It feels really trivial. And like the the thing is that, the length of the game doesn't bother me. The length of the levels does bother me because you go back and like levels in 3d Sonic games have never been super long because like I said, you're running really fast and frankly, it's difficult to, from a development standpoint, it's difficult to develop these several mile long 3d levels just in terms of resources. It's a tough thing to do. Sega has, has talked about this in the past. Um, that's mm-hmm. why they've right. always that's why they've always put like other playable characters in the game because it was like if we, it was just Sonic, the game would be two hours long because it takes really long time to make these levels and I get it. Um, but all the levels in Sonic, those levels in other, in the previous few Sonic games, like colors, generations or whatever, they're like two and a half, three minutes long usually. Um, and that's fine. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's enough time to let the very limited mechanics breathe and let the player kind of do what, it, what do what they're going to do and, and speed run it if they want, maybe replay it later and find some new stuff later. I don't know. Um, in forces, sure. yeah, that makes sense. It forces the levels are all like 90 seconds long. And it just feels like <laughs> every t- every single time one of them ends, it's just like, wait, that was it? Like they they might introduce oh, that's scene. terrible. They might introduce like one mechanic that seems interesting, and then they do it once, and then the level just ends. And it's like, wait, wait, come on, no, I want to do that like for a little bit more. 
because uh, in, in this in those <laughs> rare moments where it is kind of fun to play, it was just disappointing every time that the game just took control away from me. <laughs> like it just ended. That's a that's really interesting. I, it's like it's just such a it it feels like they and maybe this is like maybe this I I, I know I'm not providing like a lot of analysis here this is just much more reaching but i guess that's kind of emblematic of a sonic show mm-hmm. and that like much of sonic feels like there's a uh, you, oh yeah you like baseball right or no you like football you like the chiefs do you like, like the sports. royals do you follow the royals uh, yeah yeah a little bit oh okay, you like sports in general great yeah. um so like there's a i think it was um someone talking about um uh phil necro a, a famous uh, uh for, for the audience a famous knuckleballer mm-hmm. um and they were talking about trying to hit necro um and they said it's like trying to eat soup with a fork uh it always stuck with me because it's it is a good way of thinking about trying to do something that's almost impossible Mm -hmm. um but there's like there's an element of like i have a tool here and i just it's a good tool for certain things and i i think i've done a good job you know making this tool and i'm going to use it for absolutely the wrong circumstance yeah and it feels like that's kind of what like that's kind of always what you're kind of dealing with, with, with Sonic. You're always grasping at something and missing it. Mm-hmm. And it's also what Sonic forces seems to have done. Where It's like, they found this perfect tool where they're just like, there is a fan base here that really wants their Sonic characters that they came up with and drew on a piece of sketch paper to be friends with, and, and maybe more yeah. with the people <laughs> in the Sonic universe. Yeah. And we're going to let that happen. Yeah. And then we'll throw no work into any other element of this. That That is an amazing way of putting it. Like you are totally 100% spot on. The game in the first hour of it, when you make your character and all that stuff is great. And then after that just felt completely half-assed to me. It felt like the most C minus effort possible in a way that Sonic Mania felt like really lovingly done and just full of care. And like these people really, really wanted to make this game. Sonic Forces just like they came up with this idea. They made a couple of funny trailers that people got into and then they made this game that is just the most like hits the bare minimum possible. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it's just it's so it's so like perfectly gets at why people are so depressed to be Sonic fans. And, and this I've picked up on just like uh, on the exterior, far exterior mm-hmm. of the um uh, Sonic fandom is like people are very depressed to be Sonic fans. They get their hopes way, way up and they all fall way, way down and they keep falling for it every time. It's like yeah. Charlie Brown in the, in the football, right? It, it actually, um, you know, I, I was actually going to say it's a lot like um, our two respective NFL franchises are much in the same way. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas city chiefs is you keep putting yourself through yeah, it. It's exactly like that, <laughs> uh, but you do it every year anyway. I know every single year. And I made, I made a tweet today where I was like, I, it was during the game. It may have been after uh, Carson Wentz suffered a traumatic injury, which oh. I, they're saying they're not sure is an ACL tear. Now I just read a tweet. If, if anyone thought my energy changed midway through, <laughs> uh, I just read a tweet that says, hang on. It says uh, that, uh, Ian Rappaport says the Eagles, the tests don't definitively show a complete tear. Hmm, so, uh, anything could happen at this point. Good. Uh, so, I you know, really hope it's not, I'm just, I'm fully falling back into it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Football's good again, baby. Let's do it. It would be rough if that happened again. But, um, uh, in any case, like it is like that. And I wrote a tweet where I was like, you know, I need to, I need to do like a memento style thing to myself. Like whenever I turn on the Eagles game, there'll be a note that says, don't trust their lies. Um, (laughs) It's true. Like, and it's exactly what happens with Sonic fans is what fandom does to us. I mean, it's not, it's not anything like unique to Sonic in that Mm -hmm. way, but Mm -hmm. the, 
the the way that Sonic does it is so unique insofar as like, yeah, you know, there's there's elements to these games that are super appealing and super interesting and like you want to like mm-hmm. um even stuff like i don't know like you look at shadow the hedgehog which is like constantly lambasted but it's like okay so it's a little more extreme it's sort of like <laughs> taking it in a darker way there are people shadow, who would like that shadow the hedgehog is not a good game but i will say that game had a pretty interesting branching story structure it had like six different endings and depending on what you did in each level oh interesting and that actually added like replay value kind of a cool idea i thought at the time when i was 11 i thought it was cool <laughs> yeah well i mean that, like that's a good example though where like there are these really cool ideas or these ideas that are could even be like the cornerstone and sonic force is certainly the cornerstone of a good game where yeah. like here's a thing where you get such intense character creation that you get to like you get to do a mary sue but it's in a licensed product with yeah. all the like energy of a development studio behind it that's yeah. awesome that's a great idea and then they don't yeah, and then they don't follow through on it. Like that that just must be so like existentially frustrating to but people. But it, it is to me, but I don't know if it is to everyone else. Like I I think I'm a little negative more negative on forces than some people are. Like people I've talked to okay. uh, have said that like, oh, they found forces to be like cheesy fun, like they didn't expect much out of it, so they didn't they weren't disappointed by it. And I didn't expect much out of it either, but like having played those previous few games by this team, I expected it to at least like have as much complexity as those did for, even though they didn't have a lot and it had less and that bummed me out. But like, um, right. so I, I think some people, I think people are like not upset about forces and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm upset about it, but I am a little bummed out about it. But like I, that goes into an interesting thing where like, because this other really good Sonic game came out just a few months ago, I think people are more willing to forgive forces than they would be if this was the only Sonic game this year. Right. Cause it's sort of like, it's not quite the year of Sonic, but it's also not Sonic as usual. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Like this is, this is the one time Sega kind of hit on uh, a formula to make Sonic relevant. again. like the way people Sonic talking about, we're talking about Sonic mania when it came out was it was so different from how they've talked about Sonic for as long as I've been alive, you know? <laughs> right. Actually, same here. And not, not as long as I've been alive. Cause I've been alive for the, the first Sonics, um, yeah. because I am ancient and slowly dying. Um, but, uh, I guess as we, as we all are, so oh, yeah. yeah, we have that in common, but, um, the, uh, you know, like since I would say the Dreamcast Sonic games have kind of gotten a bad rap. I remember Sonic Adventure had like pretty good reviews when it first came out because yeah. people were impressed by it, but yeah. it hasn't aged well. No, it hasn't. Um, right. Uh, but like, yeah, it's it, it it's shocked me that people like Sonic Mania so much. And it was exciting because it felt like things were back back to business, back, yeah. you know, back to being good. Um, and like, it's just I don't know. I guess I'll ask you. I, I really want to ask you this because it popped into my head while you were saying it. What's it like to um, – so we were talking a little bit about, about nostalgia wherein, um, you know, th- the things we find most appealing often are like the games we played as kids. So mm-hmm. like you played the 3D games as kid as mm-hmm. a kid. I played the 2D games as a kid. So we find the two sort of like we, we relate to the two differently. Yeah. Um, how does it feel for you to like to, to play these two games and then – sort of uh gravitate more to the 2d one than the 3d one i mean is that sort of like is that off-putting is it weird does it sort Um, of put the series in a different perspective for you you know that's an interesting question i would say it does put the series in a different perspective for me like the thing that 
you know, I was a I was a kid who grew up in like the late nineties, early two thousands when like uh this is gonna be a weird comparison that only resonates with some people, but like the old the uh like Funimation English dub of Dragon Ball Z, they completely rewrote all the music. So they <laughs> they didn't include the Japanese score, they wrote an entirely new score that was a bunch of like cheesy butt rock and like synths and stuff that I was kinda into. Cause as a kid I was oh, yeah. just like, Oh, it's guitar riffs and it's cool because that's what I think is cool, because I'm eight. Uh and like this was this you're, you're talking Z here, right? Not yeah, not not original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Dragon okay, Ball. Okay, yes, yeah, when, yeah. when they brought Dragon Ball to America, they didn't rewrite the music. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, that's I, I was I was going off a second. I've, I've watched both, my friend. I, yeah, don't yeah. don't worry, you're not, when, you're not here. <laughs> uh, but when the 3D Sonic games, like Son- the Dreamcast era, like Sonic Adventure One and Two, have a lot of that kind of attitude to them of just like guitar riffs and like high drama and like i mean sonic literally goes super saiyan in every single sonic game so it's there's there's connective dna there right um and and that was more appealing to me because that's just what i was into growing up and i always thought the older sonic games like the genesis ones seemed like kind of weird like i don't understand this because the music's not the same and it's weird having played mania now i realize like oh actually sega kept trying to modernize sonic and to make him different for a different era of kids than what was playing Genesis games. So they made him more edgy and punky and whatever. And actually they never needed to do that because having played, when I played through right. Mania, I realized the aesthetic of those, of those games, the music, the musical style where it's all like synthy and funky and very diverse and strange. And the, um, excuse me, the like nightlife casino kind of levels and stuff like that. Like, they never needed to change that. It didn't need to be modernized because it's kind of timeless. Yeah, I think you know when you're as you're saying that, it, it strikes me that Sega is sort of the the biggest loser in that era of gaming that tried to make everything modern and intense. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I mean, every every system tried to do that. From like, I would say the death of the N sixty four to maybe. I, you know, maybe like the 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 PS3, mm-hmm. like because when the PS3 came out, the the whole kind of rediscovered like fun, quirky games too mm-hmm. via, via, I guess via steam and via the PS, uh, PS marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, iOS, uh, you know, like, fo- uh, you know, mobile gaming and of course switch mm-hmm. like fun gaming is kind of back. And like, I think that that lesson has been learned by everyone, but in, in a certain way, Sega is the hardest hit because all the Sega games that people really liked, like be it Sonic, be it Alex kid, be it, um, I don't know, uh, Kid Chameleon or um, Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio is a perfect one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, uh, Power Stone. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, any of these games, even even Shenmue, uh, for for you know, obviously like a very serious game, but like people like it for its quirkiness, like the the fact that you can play soccer with some kid. Yeah, it's it's very it's very quirky. It's very sincere. It's very kind of uh, mm-hmm. like saccharine in a way, in a way that games usually aren't. Yeah, exactly. And and Sega, I think Sega had its following because all of its games, all of its very good games or its sort of like well-remembered games were, if not saccharine, very sincere. I think sincerity, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really good adjective for it. It's very yeah. earnest, very sincere, and just kind of like weird without any pretensions around it. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. And like when I looked at like Genesis Sonic or playing Sonic Mania, I realized like, you know, this was cool all along. You know, you didn't need to make, you didn't need to arbitrarily update it to make it cool for a new generation. Like this was always cool. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and it's a shame. Cause like, of course, Nintendo, Nintendo stayed the course and maybe they're coming out of that 
terrible depression, yeah. uh, financial depression that that put them in uh, with the well, switch. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in America. Yeah. Um, probably in Japan. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I've heard stories that it doesn't do well in Russia, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to believe about Russia now that I'm on Twitter and uh, Eric Garland says like, I'm a Russia bot. So like, <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, but like, uh, you know, it, definitely like, the PlayStation and the Xbox had less to lose because they were already kind of, um, you know, they were coming from a kind of edgier DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, PC gaming was always weird, so it didn't really get impacted by it. I feel like Sega was just in this terrible position where they had to decide, okay, are we going to do what Nintendo's doing or are we going to do what um, what the other guys are doing and try and modernize this? And they, I think they really picked the wrong horse. They did for a long time because like a lot of those like kind of mid late 2000s era 3D Sonic games have these like overly convoluted dramatic plots like there's like time travel. (laughs) I think I think in Sonic Adventure 2, the origin, the origin story of Shadow the Hedgehog is that he was created by Dr. Robotnik's grandfather or father. (laughs) It was like an old mad scientist who created Shadow to be the ultimate life form. Cool. As part of a, I think method to cure his like niece's life-threatening illness or something like that i don't know there's a girl named maria i don't remember all of it it's completely oh, nuts word and, and it's it's that's that's really strange it, it also like it's all like, played again, completely seriously by the way yeah of course i mean it would have to be uh, i can't i can't imagine that being campy and like the it, it reminds me when i had casey green on we were talking about his comic ring and i was saying it was really evocative i don't know if you've read ring um i have not Oh, it's it's basically it's a um it's a short comic uh, okay. from his uh, from his comic gun show, and the 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 premise uh, for people who haven't listened to the episode the prem or Red Ring is that uh it's just Sonic it's a run through of Sonic Two. He said he was actually watching someone speed run it, so like he just drew the scenes from Sonic Two, um and it's Sonic going along and all the monsters are talking to him about how um Doctor Robotnik is like not doing well with the loss of his wife. <laughs> And like he won't get rid of the ring <laughs> and like he gets to the end of the game and Dr. Robotnik still like mourning over his wife and he has to defeat him. It's like it's it's really but like it's actually like emotionally impactful. Yeah. Like you, you it, it sort of like carries this. Um, and we talked about why. And like I think we disagree as to why it's it's emotionally impactful, which is, you know, uh, on balance, a good yeah. thing. Um, but like it has this kind of uh, I don't know how to say it like it. It it can take on anything you need mm-hmm. it to like it, it it's open to taking on your emotions. You can project on it yeah. basically. Whereas with something like, you know, Oh, you know, the Dr. Robotnik, the second mm-hmm. uh, had a dying niece. And so he created a shadow <laughs> and now you have to beat shadow. Like you're kind of told how you're supposed to feel about yeah. all this. It's like, here are the stakes that you need to have. So that reminds me this, this was a point I, I wanted yeah. to make tonight is that like, as far as storytelling and Sonic goes, like I, it's not a thing that I take super seriously, but a lot of people do. And I respect that. And like, as far as storytelling and Sonic goes, I think it, where it went bad was uh, some people think that like Sonic went bad when it went 3d. I don't think that's, I think it's a little more nuanced than that. To me, the dividing line is uh, when Sonic started talking, Uh, basically, right. Exactly. I'm I'm laughing, but I, 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 I meant that as a joke, but also like, it is true because that was the moment when the narrative went from mo- being mostly implicit to being explicit. Cause like, if you look at the Genesis Sonic games, they have very simple narratives that are communicated mostly through literally just like what's happening in the background of levels. There's no words, there's no text mm-hmm. and, it, and it's effective for that kind of game. 
it, it, it's all that it needs to be. And when they start having these long cut scenes where they're going into, you know, Sonic Adventure has this whole like ancient culture of echidna ancestors to Knuckles. And there's like a flashback thing where you play as him and he's it's crazy. And where are you going through the through the, through the Shadow of the Hedgehog origin stuff or the apocalyptic time traveling stuff in Sonic 06, all that stuff like it never felt necessary and it was always just so overwrought and it's like funny and cheesy to look at it now, but it's objectively or not, not, nothing's objective, but to me it's a lot worse. <laughs> well, and I mean the, as you say about Sonic forces and when we can start wrapping up, I've kept you for yeah. an hour, but like, uh, as you say about Sonic forces, like the, the, <laughs> like the ultimate end of it where like you have all this incredibly intense stuff. And as you, like you pointed out, like the story is a lot better done and we've sort of been hinting at that throughout, like, the self-insertion thing, the fact that it lets you kind of marry Sue mm-hmm. really easily. Like it's, it's cool. Like it's, it's a nice yeah, it uh, nod and, and gift to the, and, and, and the, and then yeah, it, the way that she, yeah, the way that the narrative wraps up with your character is like, it's kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Like there's something really appealing about that, but then you shoehorn in like levels <laughs> and like, it's like, uh, but those don't match yeah, up. Yeah. Like that's, that's such a dissonance where you're just like, okay, this is a really intense storyline. Um, and now for some platforming. Yeah. Yeah, it never felt right to me. And, and Forces is not as bad about that as some of the other 3D Sonic stuff has been. But, like, you know, it, it, I'm I'm not, like, angry about Sonic Forces. Like, it's a mediocre 3D platformer. That's fine. Whatever. I've You know, I've played worse games this year. But, like... I can't believe um, someone made a mediocre 3D platformer. I never thought one yeah, of those would get made. Totally. Um, but, like, in, in a year where there was a, a very good Sonic game and then one that I didn't like so much, uh, for some reason, I, I have done a lot more thinking about the one that I didn't like so much. Um, but honestly, like, I, I mean, I, there's still optim- there's reason to be optimistic about Sonic for the first time in a very long time, though, because I think Sega did hit on something with this idea of, like, let's just let let's embrace fan creation, you know, because these people have right. been making better. These people have been making better Sonic shit. Can I curse? Sorry, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> you can. Um, yeah, you're fine. Okay. These people have been making better Sonic shit than us for like 15 years. We should just let them do it. Um, and I think <laughs> that they could almost try that with 3D Sonic because people should go to YouTube and look up. There was a, a fan 3D Sonic game called Green Hill Paradise Act 2 last year. Mm-hmm. It's just like a free download. I don't know if it's still up or not, uh, but it was just like a free download and there are YouTube videos of it. And it is like kind of it's like kind of, you know, janky in the way that like fan games are, but it sort of, you can see a template for what an actual 3d Sonic game that is more true to the spirit of 2d Sonic would look like. It's like big sprawling, almost open world style levels with lots of little nooks and crannies to explore. But you can also just do the thing where you run really fast and there's lots of spectacle and you're going through loops and stuff. It's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want, yeah, it's, Maybe one of the things that I that I take most from this conversation is that there is it, it's not as if like the people who've been doing this for a while, even at like the sort of more seemingly bespoke companies like Sega and Nintendo, um, that they necessarily they don't necessarily have the right idea. Like it's not like no. they have some sort of magic magic pattern for this that is better totally. than um, the people who've been playing it for for fifteen or twenty years. Totally. Like I think I think fresh sets of eyes are always valuable. You know. Uh, and I yeah. think that uh, they hit it with Sonic Mania, and I think I hope they let them make a second Sonic Mania that has more original levels in it and less old stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what they'll end up doing because Sonic Mania sold really well. Yeah, Sonic Mania was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, hopefully they hopefully they take all the good lessons instead of the bad ones. Although yeah. I mean, I guess in terms of history, we we can't count on that. 
like I honestly I they I don't know if they'll ever do this, but I wouldn't mind if they kind of took a similar approach with another 3D Sonic of like, let's bring in some some of these people that have been making these weird, cool 3D fan games for like 50, 20 years and let's let them have a crack at it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I would I, I totally agree. And again, like I guess it goes back to the idea of this, the weirdness or the the sort of like earnestness, um, the emotional projection of Sonic in some way mm-hmm. that like more than any other series, uh, fan made games seem uh, relevant or like they uh, are. Uh, yeah, some, somehow. Yeah, somehow like perfectly matched to the to the to the media. There's t- there's tons of self expression in Sonic and Sonic fandom, and that's one of the cooler things about the series. And I'm really glad that they let that come through with Sonic Mania and Forces with the character creation stuff. And I, I'm optimistic mm-hmm. that they can. Even though I don't think Forces is a good game, I think they could carry that idea forward into a better game in the future. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they were able to probably make a bunch of people really happy um, in seeing their character exist on the on the screen with Sonic, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if if that's if that's all the video game does, um, that's still a, a, a notch in the positive column. That's better than that's more than my tweets have ever done. So. Not your tweets are great. Oh, that thank you. Man. So, if anyone's not following Yelix, please do follow <laughs> Yelix at, at Yelix at Y E L I X. Um, do you have any last thoughts? I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know we've I've, I've sort of kept you long, but this has been really fun. I've, I I feel on some yeah. level that I that I finally have grasped something about Sonic that I've never quite been able to figure out. Yeah, totally. I think this, this was a good conversation. I I, I kind of came out of it like feeling better about Sonic Forces uh, in the long term than I went into it. Um, because like I said, I, th- I think with, with the way we talk about like this this character creation stuff and this kind of idea of self expression and fan creation and Sonic, that they're they could co opt it into something better in the future. Uh, the last thing I'll say is that you know people should just go listen to every one of the Knuckles rap songs from Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, they're fantastic. <laughs> Pumpkin Hill no. is probably the best one. Uh, you should listen to every vocal theme song from every 3D Sonic game because they're all fantastic. Um, that's and true. also listen. Also, actually, listen very sincerely. Listen to the soundtrack to Sonic R, which was a bad uh, racing game for the like Sega Saturn, but it has an incredible soundtrack that my words can't do it justice. Just go listen to it, folks. And uh, you know, my suggestion would be find the AMV for uh, that they included on it. It's not a fan made AMV for uh, for Sonic Boom from the Sega CD, and uh, yeah, just watch that a Sonic. couple times. Yep. Sonic's or yeah, the song is called Sonic Boom. The game's called Sonic CD. Uh, just look up Sonic yes. CD intro and just have a great time. Yeah, you'll you'll get a feeling for what I really thought was the most awesome thing in the world when I was I don't know ten or eleven. It still is. I didn't think it could get better than that, and it didn't. <laughs> it's all been downhill since then. Yep. So thanks so much for having for coming on, Alex. Uh, this is great. Uh, so I know people can find you at Yelix, um, and mm-hmm. they can find you at the International Business Times. Uh, what what sort of stuff have you been writing re- recently? Is there anything you'd like them to check out? Um, just doing. I'm kind of on the breaking news beat at this point. Just kind of writing what needs to be written every day. Uh, just uh, cranking Sweet. out content. It's been great. I love to work and to get paid again. <laughs> that right. that is the dream, my friend. You're you're, yeah. you're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to say very, very, sincere, very sincerely, not joking to anyone out there who is uh, job hunting. Uh, uh, Godspeed. Uh, I hope you find something soon because I know how much that sucks having just gone through it. Hang in there. Yeah. 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 Hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All right, man. Well, this was really fun. I, I appreciate it. Come back anytime. Definitely, if there's Absolutely. some Sonic game or if there is any sort of game that makes you furious or happy, um, I would like to, to work through it with you. Let's work through. Let's talk about every Dragon Ball Z video game next. Oh, man. I have never been able to understand the Dragon Ball Z fighting games. They just seem like um, they seem more like bullet hells than fighting games. Well, you know, there's, there's some one. Ways, like, there's, there's a very cool looking one coming out in a few months. I can come back and we can talk about it. All right, I will. I, I'll, I'll commit to that because I have a fighting game thing coming up in July when I'm going to Evo, or oh. August when I'm going to Evo. So, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's commit to that. I'm going to figure out why Dragon Ball is fun to play. Um, I know why it's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, just to figure out why it's fun to play. Yep, awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon, man.